Hey friend, it's Amia, your host for the Momentum Focus Podcast. Welcome back to another episode where we are still doing the work of emotional wellness. And the reason I said we're still doing the work is because it's never a one and done. Today's episode, I got to sit down with a fellow fitness leader, um, a fellow um, truth seeker, truth speaker, joy bringer outer, (laughs) and someone that has allowed God to take devastation um, and help declare her destiny. I really hope that today's episode helps you to um, find clarity um, and that it encourages you uh, to get up and move. So be blessed. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. I am your host, Amia Freeman. And if you are joining us for the first time, I welcome you with open arms. If you are back as a returning listener, my arms are still open. Um, But for those of y'all, not but, and for those of you that are brand new listeners, I just want to pause and say thank you. um, Because all of these conversations that are recorded here are for you. This podcast was created with you in mind because I knew that what I was kind of rolling around in my head, I knew I couldn't be the only person that had these thoughts. <laughs> I knew I wasn't the only person that was wondering, could could I question, not question God as in doubt him, but could I approach him and ask him about the things that were stirring up in my heart and in my mind and the things that were keeping me awake at night? So this episode is no different than that. Um, I've committed to bringing on guests that will help you to adjust your focus, to literally think about what you've been thinking about. And for my returning people, you've heard me say that before, and I will keep saying it again and again and again until we can get our thoughts on a path that align with our original design and our calling. So today, uh, just before I hit record, (laughs) full of transparency. It was a commercial on TV. And the guy said, today is the best day you could show up for yourself. And that's what I want you to know. Because if we are not willing to show up for ourselves and take up space, and I don't say that as like, it's an easy thing. Because even saying it out loud to you, I have to shut down the lies and say, and who do you think you are? Right? And I have to like take a deep swallow (laughs) of the nauseating feeling that someone is going to assume I'm not supposed to be there. And a friend recently said to me, I was going to speak at a women's event. And she said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to show up like you've been sent and you're going to take up space and you're going to let people see you. And they're going to see God in you when they are looking for God. But if they're looking for an opportunity to criticize you, they're going to do that regardless. And that has nothing to do with you. So, yeah, (laughs) I don't say that like I've arrived. I'm still a work in progress. And that's why this podcast will continue until Jesus returns. (laughs) So today I have with me a guest that I knew I knew I wanted her on the show as a guest. I just didn't know when. 
And honestly, like, I didn't want to just bring her on to take up space. I wanted her to come on here to own the microphone because I know that she will. Um, and I've watched her from a distance and I love the way she carries integrity and the way she charges people to rise up and to step up. Uh, my guest today is Jacquise Silvis. And I met her during the pandemic when we all took a hard pivot trying to figure out what in the world am I going to do with my fitness classes? And then insert all of the crazy that was racial injustice. And I was literally scouring the internet trying to find women who were doing great work. Um, and I came across, um, um, it was like a webinar, but it was a Facebook live in one of the certification groups that she and I are a part of together. And I just like, I, I was drawn and I was glued to the screen. And I just, I literally said, why is this the first time I've known this woman? So there were some good things that come out of the pandemic. And honestly, I don't think had that happened, I don't think we, maybe we would have met our paths would have crossed eventually, but we have so many friends in common. I'm like, how is it that we're just now meeting? But I digress and I will hand the mic over to her. Um, so do us all a favor, just introduce yourself to the podcast world. Tell us who you are and what you do and what has you fired up right now. Oh my gosh, I'm always fired up, number one. So I don't know how to answer that one. Uh, I like to call myself a community builder. So what I'm doing right now is what I did pre-pandemic, and that was live my best life. And that's the truth. Because as you said, you said something that I always say, we do not arrive. There's no arrival. There's no end zone. And I remember that webinar because right after that webinar, I started something new because of someone who listened in. And the webinar was about really being your best, really about understanding that you haven't arrived, you never arrive. I am in my 50s, almost 60, and I'm just getting started. And that's the truth. And I have reinvented my life in ways in which I felt were directed by God. So I gotta be transparent, I do believe that. I, when I went to college, I wanted to be an educator. I was very immature. I wasn't ready for college at all. I mean, I was having fun. It's like, oh, freedom. I don't know what to do with this freedom. And it was cold. I lived, in, I lived in Fairbanks, Alaska. That's where I met my husband. But I wanted to be an educator. And here's how immature I was. I'm being very transparent. I saw people walking around on campus with big art canvases, you know, in their little bags. And I thought, I have to take art? No way am I doing that not understanding they're probably art majors. So right. I did not become a teacher. So I got a undergraduate was business management. And then I started climbing that corporate ladder and I started fitness in 1994 and loved everything about it, everything. So fitness was like an extra little fun thing. I never stopped doing my fitness thing ever. I started high school, I was a career cheerleader. I told my daughter, no way you're not doing that. It's not, it's too vapid. So I did that and I did that one year in college. That's, that was my husband's cheerleader. And it's crazy. This journey is amazing because then I went into the corporate world. I went up that ladder and I was doing this fitness thing on the side. I just had so much fun. It brought so much life and it was just fun. And I got certified and you know, the tribe of people through fitness 
was absolutely incredible to me. It was, that was the beginning of me understanding community building because it's like, I can't do it alone. We're not meant to be alone. And that is one thing we've got to realize. We are not meant to say, I can do this all by myself because I tell you, it's the tribe of people that became a community that made it so fun where I never quit. So I did my corporate climbing and I did had great jobs, wonderful jobs. And then when 9-11 happened, I said, hmm, what am I going to do when I grow up? So I got laid off. Mm. And I literally said, what am I going to do when I grow up now? I'm going to take some time off and figure that out. And the day I got laid off, and this is something, a little nugget. And this is something I try to teach. Life is always going to throw things at us, always and forever. Mm. We have to lean in, keep our eyes on God. That's number one. And that is absolutely my source of all things. And I'm not trying to be religious. I'm just telling you, this is my, my source personally for me. The yeah. day I got laid off, I literally picked up the phone, called my husband said, Hey, I just got laid off. We have to go hiking. Let's go hiking. Why go hiking? I climbed the highest, high, one of our highest local mountains. It's very challenging. And at the top, it's just incredible. And that's where God gives me hope. Hmm. It's about hope. And it's like, ah, oh, this is amazing. So you have to find the light in the darkness. And that really was, I wouldn't even call that darkness. And that is the thing, you know, Maxwell, what is his name? John C. Maxwell. He has yeah. that fall forward or fell forward. Fell so forward, not, yeah. I don't ever, ever see things as a failure. It's like, what's next, God? And here's the deal. Remember, I wanted to be an educator. So now I said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to go and sub. I'm going to be a sub around the, the you know, around my city, my area. And so I started subbing from kindergarten to high school. Kindergarten was not for me. They were cute. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what happened was I ended up subbing at a school around the corner from my house. And I became a permanent sub from March to May. And let me tell you, remember, I had this corporate experience. So I had these corporate, I was a director. So I was at that, I was way up there. And I had all these great experiences that I brought to education. So that first from March to May, they're like, who are you? And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I literally would avoid the copy room because I saw teachers complaining. And that's my nugget number two. Mm. Run away when someone is using negative words or tones. Yes, sometimes we need to vent, but vent to people who know and love you. Don't just vent to vent. Mm. It's not beneficial. It's not uplifting. And I promise myself, when I don't hear things that are in my idealistic world, I'm out. And that's exactly it. So I set, my, I set myself up for success with regard to protecting my space, my feelings, and how I love something. So no one's going to tell me not to love it if I'm feeling it. And I love education. So I loved every single minute of it. They offered me a contract. And now I'm going from this big money to education. And I said yes. And God took care of everything. I did not skip a beat. My husband's like, you're doing what? Education? Because he saw me with my own kids. He's like, mm, I don't know. So my daughter <laughs> was super easy. My son was not so easy. And said, mm, are you sure? It's like, yes, I love it. And I right away became a supervisory teacher. So one year of regular teaching in a classroom. And then they said, hey, we're promoting you. Because my passion was like off the roof. With my corporate experience, I brought that in. It was a charter school. I was able to change so much and be part of the change. And I still have my students in my lives, in my life. I have students who are having babies. They're in their 30s now, and they are still part of my life. This 
is a definitely servant job that is definitely reciprocal in gratitude. Hmm. And these kids are now my friends. Their parents are my friends. And so education was always amazing. But don't forget, 1994, when I did my first aerobic class as an instructor, it was a brand new gym across from my corporate job. I'm like, oh, I have to do it. It's right there. I have no excuses. I remember doing sit-ups. And I said, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. I want to do this the rest of my life. I want a club. So now, here's what happened. My son passed away in 2014. Okay, so that was a tragedy, unexpected. And what do you think I did? I had to climb mountains every single day to see the sunrise. So that's a short story of that. But I will tell you, I leaned very heavily into God. And my husband grew our relationship stronger. And usually that tragedy doesn't always happen that way. But we both leaned in and, and leaned into each other, leaned into God. I was hiking mountains every day to see that sunrise. It was a very challenging time. But I also had a daughter, I have a husband, I have a family, I had to keep going. And I decided to now live larger, bolder, freer. Because mm -hmm. I don't know that we're always free because we're always still living up to expectations of other people sometimes. Yeah. And I'm saying, nope, I'm going to be free. I'm going to do things my son could not do. And when we had his life party, it was so amazing because these children, young people, young adults, were telling us, were telling us how my son always talked about my fitness. He knew how important it was to me and how my education. In fact, my classroom, I, he set up for me in 2014 in August. I'm sorry, 2013, August. And I taught one more year because what happened was a week after he passed away, I said, I'm opening my LLC. And I've been talking about that for years. I have emails and emails from my mom and us going back and forth. What should I name my business, this club that I wanted to own one day? And so I got my LLC in 2014, a week later, and it's been like, whoa, I did not know how big this fitness world was. So now I opened my business. I went to a, uh, it was Xavier. That's where we're kind of, we're together in Xavier. I went to a training in Tabana Boot Camp, Mindy Meal Rice. And I thought, wait a minute, this is a business. This is a turnkey. And I was teaching. Now it's summer of 2015. And I... This was, it was April, 2014 fitness fest. And I'm going, this is a business. I can turn this into a business. This is God right now. Divine intervention. Hmm. Place me with Kai O'Neill. And we were doing this and saying how much we we're loving it. And it was, she was hardcore. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're killing me. Cause I'm trying to keep up with this Kai girl. And we bonded and we became friends in that matter of eight hours. And she happened to mention something about subleasing. I had never heard of what subleasing was in my life. And I said, oh, I want that person's phone number, Bill Babin. I called him the next day, set up a meeting, and I was up and running a month and a half later. So now it's summertime, June 1. It was, it was on a Saturday when I had my opening in June. And it was absolutely, unbelievably amazing, incredible. It's a, it was at a karate studio. So understand, I mean, this is how God works. He's like... Wow. He's, he always wows me. I was in a karate studio. That's not what you imagine for a, an aerobic studio, right? Right. Right. There's orange floors, there's parents, there's kids. It's this wonderful building, but this wonderful man said, here's your space, do whatever you want with it. He allowed me to hang up a sign outside. I had a room that I could put anything I wanted in. I, this guy, 
God brought me to him because he was so incredibly generous. And in between that, this is when you have to really listen because before I didn't feel like he you know, remember a month and a half, but I would think I was thinking he wasn't moving fast enough. So I had started talking to other karate studios or other studios. Now I had this subleasing idea in my head. And no one felt that warm and cozy. So I had to go back to Bill's like, look, look, I got you. To, I need you to get moving a little faster because I have to go back to school in August. So I need to get this up and running. Long story short, I did not go back in August. And I did them a favor because that they were like, oh, no. And so I kind of helped them out in the interim. But I subleased. December came and I, needed, I was growing. And, you know, I had a terrible schedule. It was not optimal evenings and Gilbert's not close to my house and people still came and they kept coming and kept coming and it kept getting blessed and kept getting blessed just like my education and I moved into a bigger spot and now talk about God you want to hear this one this I mean it's, it's almost like unreal but this if you are willing to surrender if you're willing to listen if you're willing to get outside of yourself if you're willing to not see things as obstacles You've got it made because you know what? Who takes care of our obstacles? Hmm. Who gives us answers? If you truly are a believer, if you guys are, I'm sorry, I don't want to be preachy. Because Please I'm, preach on. <laughs> I'm just telling you, my personal experience is so real. And you've given me that opportunity to put the God in. Usually I don't. Yes. No, you have full. I told you when we, when I hit record, I said, you can have the mic and just go. I'll okay. chime in if I need to, but keep going. Okay. So now here's the situation. So this karate studio, I could tell sometimes it was too loud for them because the front desk on Mondays, I had it, this little spot that was right by the front desk. And of course, when you're doing aerobics, your music's up and I could right. tell it was becoming a little bit of problem. You know, they weren't, they were so gracious, but I could tell it was like, oh, it's a little annoying. So I started looking for my own place. My husband and I, I mean, my husband is such a trooper because he searched, 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 found a place that I found. And my husband said, are you sure about that? Because it was very narrow. Here I am just simply desperate. I'm like, no, I want my own place. I just want it. I want it so badly. Sometimes we don't just kind of sit still a little bit sometimes. Right. Well, I almost signed on the dotted line and I said, okay, I'm going to listen to you. There's a, there's a little strip mall around the corner of our, from our house. And I thought, uh, no, I cannot see myself there. And my husband said, just check it out. Don't forget, this is the day before I'm signing papers on this lease. Hmm. I go in there, and it's really dead. It's quiet. It's a mall that's no one goes to. It's, an, it's a strip mall. It's very small. Very little things in there. Things that are very eclectic. So there's no traditional things in that mall, which hmm. is now I can't I come in. So I'm looking, and this lady sees us looking at this vacant spot, and it's not real big. And I thought, oh, ooh, I thought I that I'm, I'm so sorry. Okay. I see this vacant spot and I'm looking at things that I'm in my head saying are affordable. So I'm putting limits on myself. So now another nugget, do not put limits on yourself. Expect the best. Expect things will be what they need to be. And here's exactly what happened. My husband and I are picking in this place. The lights are off, so I can't see it well, but I'm like, I think I could do this. I wonder if this would work. A lady across the way says, excuse me, that, and there's a number on the space to call the management. And she says, excuse me, I saw you looking at that, but that number is not good. I can give you a better number. So she gives me a number. And the lady who owns the building lives in Wyoming. And she refers me to her maintenance man. And then he comes and, and he says to me, 
Let me show you a better spot. It was 4,900 square feet, so it's big. And I looked in there, I was like, oh, that's great, but I can't afford it. Okay, nugget number four, don't say but. <laughs> don't say I can't ever. Give yourself opportunities to make it work. Mm -hmm. Don't look for, don't put excuses. Don't put limits. That's the bottom line. Don't limit. And here's exactly what happened next. He said, oh, no, no, no. Just call and ask. You, you have nothing to lose. And that's sometimes how we have to start thinking, I have nothing to lose. And when you think that, you have everything to win. You're going to have create a situation that works. And here's exactly what happened. She gave me that huge space for the exact amount because I said, what I'm willing to pay, I did not say what I can afford. So what I'm willing to pay is $1,200 a month. And she said, okay. I'm like, what? Ah! Okay, sign the dotted line. This is no joke. This is all reality. This is what happened to me. And then it gets better. So now I have this huge space and I have to fill up because I did not anticipate a huge space like this. So now I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to spend more money. My painting... The guy, the maintenance guy said, oh, I have a helper. He can paint. It won't be expensive. I paid nothing. I mean, next to nothing for that paint job. It was a beautiful paint job. My colors matched my logo. Everything just came together too amazingly smooth. I mean, that's when you expect something, you make it happen. And that's the thing. You, you start lining up your actions when you know there's no stopping me. When you have that winning attitude. And at this point now, just like when I opened bills, I had to push him. Now I'm thinking, oh, I got to be in before January. So I'm working hard to get in there, managing two places, done. And that happened. And then, of course, you know, I'm in. Amazing. I have so many memories. They pop up all the time. And I had another space. I had to move again. So long story short, this fitness thing has opened so many doors. And I'm going to give you another little nugget. I just, I love that you call it this fitness thing. It's like, just as like, I think of all the women, maybe even men that are listening right now that they started the thing, whatever their thing is, they started the thing and it hasn't gone as planned. And every nugget that you've dropped so far is transferable regardless of their thing. That's correct. Regardless that of the thing. And I love that you said, you have to look for the opportunity. You do. Like it, it, this is just, it's, I'm, I'm personally being blessed by all of this for so many reasons, but carry on. <laughs> Keep going. I, I don't even, there, I could go on and on. So with this fitness thing, this world that's opened up, it is a much bigger world because, and that's the thing we cannot think narrow-minded. We cannot think one dimensional because you guys, with everything we do, we can expand and make it bigger and reach a broader audience. Because I remember I told you I'm a community builder. So I mm. ended up getting things dropped into my lap that I said yes to. So one of those things was being a master trainer that has now taken me all over the world. I've gone to mm. Dubai, Bangkok, China, um, just doing my fitness thing. And really, it's really way more than fitness. You know, when I say fitness thing, I am talking about this community thing, this thing that empowers people. You know, when you are feeling good, so everyone, this is a nugget, please exercise, please eat well. When you feel good, doesn't matter what you look like. You don't work out to look a certain way. You work out to feel a certain way. Mm -hmm. It was on my wall. 
Fitness is a feeling. I've always felt that. I've never talked about, let's burn some fat, let's lose some weight. No. In fact, when I help people with weight loss, and I do that, but I don't focus on their weight loss. I focus on making small habit changes because we all can improve on habits. So there's maybe related to nutrition, but it's about making goal setting, setting these things, setting yourself up for success. Small things go slowly so you can stay in it. So there's continuity. So there's sustainability. And this fitness thing brings empowerment to every corner of your life. When you feel good, you are going to fly mentally and physically. And mentally, you have to set yourself up. So let, I'm going to now switch and just talk about that some things that I feel have helped me basically reinvent all these times without hesitation. So when you want something, you have to really believe with all you have. You have to talk to God. You have to line up the action, though. That's the most important thing. You have to line up some action. Action, you know, an idea in the head is an idea. Mm-hmm. And without it, you're shackling yourself. You're not, without, no, without the action, it's nothing. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be, I like obstacles and opportunities. Opportunity is my word. I taught my students that. It's like, we don't say obstacles. We say opportunities because back to failing forward, there is no failure. There is zero failure. You know, when I was in that corporate world and I was climbing that ladder at one point in my life, that was for me. I thought that's what I wanted to do. When I got to a certain point in my career, the highest point that I had gotten to, I realized I did not even like it. Hmm. That it wasn't really for me. And I don't call that failure. I call that, that was a great opportunity to decide what I do really want to do. And that was teaching at that moment. And what did I have to do? I had to get educated. So I got my master's in education to solidify that position. So you have to also stay in tune with what, what gives you that credibility. Because you have to have credibility in that thing that you're passionate about. You can't just say, I'm so passionate about this, so I'm going to be good at it. You have to talk to the experts. You need to have some mentors, people Mm -hmm. that really, really inspire you. You know, I teach my students. I have high, I have a little side gig now. So my education guys is still my life. I have, I teach health classes and I have an all girls class. You understand how rich that is. I, that that's, and that's another divine intervention. My gosh, that is crazy how that happened, but it happened and I've been doing it since 2016. So, wow, you don't understand that. That's an, an amazing thing. But I'm, my, I was getting to where I talked to these young adults, my, they're juniors and seniors in my girls class, to when you look at so social media, a lot of people see it as a negative because they said, well, people are fake, they're comparing themselves. And so my thing is if you cannot look at it and see inspiration, you got to get out of there. And so that's why I have people that I look at and I'm like, I'm so inspired. Mentors, they inspire you to keep going. They are the ones that have led the way. So never be, never get so into yourself that you feel like I am an expert. I had been doing fitness since 1994. I was no expert in any of these things and opportunities that fell into my lap. And there are many obstacles. What are the obstacles of not owning my own building? That was an obstacle. That little place, that little um, strip mall. My gosh, every year, I was there three years, I think. Every year, oh, we're selling the buildings. Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So 
Hmm. The last time they said they were selling, they were ha- they were going to move me next to a library, which I said, oh, that's not going to work. I'm too loud. And instead of seeing that as a negative, okay, I'm going to have to close my thing. I didn't even go there in my head. And that is the thing, guys, when the big obstacles come, and that was a big obstacle because I have so much time. The buildings for sure sold. The half that I'm on, they're moving me for sure. Those were for sure things. I'm not telling my members, I'm shutting down. I don't know what to do. I did not go into, I don't know what to do. I went into a mode of, hmm, hmm, how do I get past this obstacle? And that is exactly how I do life every day. It's really a, huh, what do I do now? Hmm. Well, that got me to that third location, actually, which was awesome. It was like another amazing place. So I found a way to get that done. And I had to go through some things to get that, but you just don't give up. You keep on going. The tenants that you need are having tenaciousness Mm -hmm. and not seeing the obstacles. Say, how do I get around it? Which is why I told you, Savvy, that's something I decided to do in June of 2020. And that's a whole nother company that I decided to try. And it was their tenaciousness, tenaciousness that sometimes inspires me because against all odds, they kept moving. They kept moving forward. And if we all can just simply, when that thing pops up, you can say, ah, that's okay to say that. But now what? You got to recover like ASAP because yeah. you have to move into action. You have to move into what's my favorite word. Instead of, you know, I don't, I, my pet peeve, I cannot handle complaints. I said, bring complaints, but have a solution. Mm. What do you think we can do to change that thing? There are always things in our lives that are going to drive us nuts, but we have to simply look for a solution. And that's a huge word in being an entrepreneur. That's a huge word in working for someone else. That is a huge word for young adults is what's the solution? Oh, I can't do this. What's my solution? And never use the word can't. I could go on. There's so many places I could go right now because I love talking about behavior change. I am a behavior change specialist. And I did that later after all these other things I've done because mindset is everything. So, yeah. yeah. No, I like, I listen, you are speaking my language, and I know that you are not you're not speaking on deaf ears, not just myself, but the people that are listening to this episode, because I wholeheartedly believe the people who chime in and and listen in and that are following on our social media channels, they're people that come to this space because they are looking for the solution. If they can't find it, much like you said, like they're looking for someone that has inspired them and wanting to understand the steps. And I'm grateful that you went into all that you went into because sometimes people will say, well, I got where I am the way I got there, but I'm not about to divulge my secret because God forbid you show up in my space and take my space, which is such a scarcity mindset, right? Oh, I love you so much. <laughs> it I is care. such a scarcity it mindset. Is. And that word right there, we've yeah. got to take that scarcity mindset out because yeah. we're, we're putting limits on ourselves right there. We're shackled. Yeah. Because so, every, everything that you've been talking about, um, I mean, I love it because this whole season has been about emotional maturity and wellness. And I hesitated to put the word maturity in there because I didn't want someone to 
to read it and say, well, I, I can't believe she's calling me immature. No, it is, it is not a thing of calling or labeling. It is an opportunity. There's your word. Like, I love that. It is an opportunity to see where have I been making excuses, but I haven't called them excuses. Mm-hmm. I have, you, you not not I as in me, but all of us, oh. we've used phrases like, I'm not really sure what that looks like yet, or I'm praying about it, or, and I'm like raising my hand because I'm like, I know I have allowed fear to stand in the way of some of the big things that I know God wants me to do. And I'm listening to you just walk through what could have been obstacles as much as like the loss of your child. Like I can't even imagine that. And I know that so many of us, which is why I started this series. So many of us suffered a a tremendous amount of grief, you know, come 2020 Mm -hmm. tremendous amount of grief and grief begets grief. So the grief that we hadn't dealt with stirred up, And like years worth of stuff that we stuffed Mm -hmm. was now to the surface. And then we started deflecting and blaming and shaming and never paused to take care of ourselves. And that's, then I'm just talking from the emotional, spiritual, mental side and physical side of things. And then once all that is well, we will realize that the big dreams and the passions that we had, they're still there. Mm-hmm. And oh, and to, I love the fact that your story proves that God doesn't waste a single thing. <laughs> no, 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 not a single um, thing. Because it just and the mental well-being that you said, I will tell you, it changed a lot of things when my son passed away. A lot of silly things I was doing, and mental well-being is everything. Mm. It has to start with gratitude first. I'm going to tell you that right now, because my gosh, all of the years that I had with my son were amazing. This human being was amazing. And every morning I would, oceans was my song, because if you listen to those words, God takes you where your feet won't fail because he doesn't let you fail. He takes you in deep. Um, If you really listen to and look at the metaphors behind that song, it's very, very strong. And I listened to it over and over and every day started the same. It started with gratitude every day. So this is before it was a thing because everyone now says, let's start with gratitude. And I am a big proponent of telling people we've got to start with gratitude first and the simplest things. And I've kind of have always been that way. I'll be honest. I just love life. I love when there, I see a new leaf on a tree in the spring. It's like, ah, there's a song when I was a kid when you see a newborn baby cry or touch a leaf or see the sky, then I believe. And that has stuck with me all of my life. So I see all these little things, but my day starts off like that, where mm-hmm. I am looking around the smallest things. My coffee cup sometimes, my hand's like, dang, this is so great. <laughs> Sit on my couch with my knees to my chest and drinking this coffee. That mm-hmm. is a blessing. Think about the world. Think about the big picture. And those small things, if you have nothing you have something that you can still be grateful for because yeah. you know what these things that we acquire are things, but the memories that we build are everything. And when someone is gone, what do we miss their voice their all of those things, but all of those memories 
are 100% there. And I say write them down. You know, we have this wonderful cameras now. I love it because we have, I've saved voice messages from my son. And so I have all these wonderful things I would not have had, you know, a long years ago. But we've got to cherish those small memory-making moments. Mm. We've got to sit in gratitude at the beginning of your day. Pop out of bed. Don't, you know, there's always trouble. There's always things that happen. And you can't focus on those things in a negative way. You have to go again back to what's the solution today for this. So you start your day off in a positive way and no one is going to steal my joy. We use that a lot. It sounds a little trite, but you really have to own it. So when I teach people about behavior changes and you know, I love personal quotes, I love affirmations, I love I am statements, but we have to take it a step further. We can't just wake up and say, I am going to be a millionaire. Okay, that's great. If that's what you want to do. But now let's take it further. What am I going to do to get there? And now that's when I have a plan. Create some intentions. Create, make some changes. Financial things are not always easy. It's not easy to just invest in things. So what are you going to do to do these things? So you have to be very intentional in your thinking. And so I am not going to let anyone steal my joy. Okay, that's great. So what does that look like? So I know today my boss is going to, I'm going to have a review. I'm going to be positive no matter what that person says. Even if I don't agree, I'm going to talk in a way that I always have a smile on my voice. Mm. So that I get to solutions that make me feel a certain way, right? It's about, and now I'm talking about if someone has a negative review kind of. I've never had one of those. <laughs> That's not true. That is absolutely not true. And what do you do with that? You say, thank you. And yeah. you say, okay, so let's talk about the solution. Always go back to solution. And you mentioned a word that I'm going to just go to because this word that you mentioned is the whole premise of my classroom. And you do not understand how strong it is. I have something in a corner it's over here somewhere. I was just in the garage cleaning it out. And I still have things that my students have made me. They have bought me bracelets because my room starts off with one word at the beginning of every single year. And the word is fearless. Hmm. Fearless covers you 100%. It does not mean that you're just going to go boldly into everything. It means that you are going to go boldly into anything or everything scared. Hmm. It's okay to be scared. Yeah. 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 Go in all the way. You do not understand. So when I say adopt this word, action to that word. So in my classroom, it was everywhere. So you saw it. Sometimes you need to write things down. And when you say, say the word, I'm going to be fearless, what does that look like to you? What is it that's burning in your mind to do? Or, or what do you want to do? What is it that's something that's going to move you. What is that? Write it down. I'm fearless. And here's what I'm going to do to demonstrate that to myself. It's not about other people. It's about you. Total yeah. personal to you. And if the parents could have seen what these kids really rose up to, you have no idea. And I will tell you, and this is not, uh, this is bragging on these children. I have had kids skip grades that they said, I'm not good at math. I had a girl who did engineering. Her name is Liana. She's in my life still. Just had a baby. And Liana said, oh, this is scary. I said, nope, math is not scary. Is your, what you're telling yourself is scared. So you can't, we cannot talk to ourselves in a way that affects negative actions, negative thoughts go with negative actions. Let me put it that way. Because once we say, I can't, 
you're lining up all the action with that. Your brain is wired to now not do it, not do it well. So you have to say, I have to work harder in this subject. And I tell you what, this girl majored in engineering and was like all men. And she was at the top of her class. And there's Brady. He came to me, oh, Mrs. Silva's math. I'm just so challenging. Oh, no, 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 fearless. We are not going to say it's not. If you miss every single problem, it's an opportunity. Now, us as adults, if we keep missing the boat, it's still an opportunity. It's an opportunity to know what we're not good at. Okay, that's not the right word. Did not mean that. To know what our strengths are not. Because sometimes we do have to discover that. If you yeah. aren't, if you've not had anyone empower you and tell you what you're able to do, because some people do have people in their lives that speak words that do not build them up. So if you have that kind of situation, you have to build yourself up. And it's okay not to succeed at something as long as you keep moving forward. You can't stop and say, I'm not good at anything. Then you won't be. You have to really, really push and Understand success can be found wherever I want to see it, wherever I want to build it, because you build it. But you have to be fearless to build it. And it's pretty scary to do that. But I'm going to tell you where my fearless things stem from as an adult. I, as I was climbing that corporate ladder at GCI, I'll never forget it, because it's what changed my whole life with regard to speaking in front of people. So we had a VP who was standing behind me, and all my boss was out. So she gave me this little tiny responsibility of giving out a customer service award in a big, huge company meeting. I'm like, okay, yay. You know, I love that note. Right? Sure, I'll do it. Now, I have the VP guy standing right behind me, and I, all I'm doing is giving out some certificates. My hands were shaking. Sweat was going down my arms, and that was so uncomfortable. Next thing is, next nugget, get comfortable being very uncomfortable. Because <laughs> what that did for me was this. No, I said, I'm not feeling like that ever again. That was too uncomfortable. Instead of saying, I'll never speak again, I put myself in a position to have to speak. Hmm. So I did not run away from that because that was extreme fear. And fear does not feel good. So I had to add that less, fear less. And I literally joined, I was in telecommunications in a finance area. So I joined a finance group. And I became a treasurer, and I had to speak about what GCI was, my company. I put myself in so many, myself, that sounds like I had two people, myself, <laughs> so many positions to have to speak. And as life went on, I became an educator. I had to speak at graduation, so I was a supervisory teacher. And it became a thing that I don't have notes. This just comes, it comes from my heart, and it was authentic, and I have not skipped a beat. My boss called me once. The principal of the school said, hey, I'm sick. Can you step in? Sure. Boom. Because I faced that fear. That fear was so tangible and I was so uncomfortable. I did not want to feel like that ever again. Yeah. I don't want my students to feel like that. I don't want adults to ever feel like that. When something rattles you like that, that's when you got to knock that thing down. Yeah. Like I just, I mean, as you're talking about that, I just see using the fear as a log on the fire to literally there's, there's a scripture that says fan the flame of the gift that is inside of you. Like oh, you, to know that like we can, I don't know, I just wrote a note to myself, like daily actions or daily affirmations require actions, just as you were talking. And the thing that came to mind was like, okay, we could read the verse, any Bible verse that just, that charges us up and we get all amped up and, 
and fired up. But if we're not adding logs to the fire, eventually it will fizzle out. Right. right? And, and there and there will be people that will try to throw water <laughs> on the fire to put it out. Yeah. Um, and I remember reading a quote one day that said, you're not required to set yourself on fire to keep others warm. Oh, ooh, that's right. Good. Right. Like, but we are required, not, but, and we yeah. are also required to fan the flame that is inside of us of the passion. And just even as you are talking, I like, I can feel the fire rising up in me of the areas where I get to let God use them mm-hmm. to your point so that I don't have to feel that in like that insecurity or that whatever, like, oh, I never want to feel that way ever again. Or like you were disqualified or they picked the wrong person. And what's funny is that (laughs) just today, my message for my class was get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I was subbing a class. So like you to walk in there as the sub, that's always nerve wracking just a little bit. Right. They already have a certain perception. It's a sub. It's a sub. Like she's not going to do what we usually do. And all the things that could roll around of like, they're not going to like my music. Like they're going to be looking at my pants because my back's to them. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Are they going to notice that my underwear line is showing or should I not? Like all the things, right? (laughs) And there were a couple of ladies that I had known from previous classes that I taught or when I subbed this instructor's class. And so they welcomed me and that kind of shook off some of the the nerves, but there was still a little bit of like self motivation that I had to take myself through so that I literally stood up there. Like I had been sent like that instructor that offered me the opportunity to teach her class she said yes to me teaching her class. Like she handed it to me and trusted me. It wasn't some random draw of like, let's pick a straw and whoever straws, whoever's name is on the straws, who's teaching for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to own that space. And I found myself midway through the class, judging my ability based off of some of the other expressions. Mm -hmm. And then I had to like, in a split second, realize like they're, you're making them work. Their faces are not going to look like they just won the lottery. So chill out. (laughs) Like like you're, you're doing like cardio strength. They're wiped right now (laughs) and you're only 30 minutes in. So like pull back, (laughs) take an assessment. And again, look for the opportunity of like, it was a coachable moment for me of like, what else do I need to offer them so that they know they can still trust me mm-hmm. for the rest of this class? How do I take care of them and myself in the process? So I wasn't trying to be all things for all the people because A, I didn't know half the class. So I didn't know what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kept running over back in my mind, the scripture that I had sat with that morning. <laughs> it's funny because I was I was embracing my coffee cup this morning. Like this is really good coffee with, but I had been traveling. So like, there's nothing like home coffee. Um, But I got to, and it's funny, like when it's in you, because even just as I listen to you talk, it's just, it's rolling off your tongue. Like you breathe and that blesses me 
to know that that's how you serve the people in the spaces where you are, because you're not regurgitating what you heard somebody else say to, I mean, like we, we take in what we learn, it becomes, you know, a part of who we are and it's rooted. And then we get to choose what we use and where we use it. And I'm, I love just listening to the passion come out of you. Um, and I wish I had like two hours to give you because I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Because I don't know, like just the practicality of the tools that you just dropped that were like mic drops and you just offered them as nuggets, but those were like profound that, I don't know, it just, again, this morning, the scripture that I read uh, was, I think it was Mark 15 and it talked about the guy with all due respect, I'm just going to say the guy, but the guy who actually wrapped Jesus and put him in the tomb and rolled the stone that he was the one but my Bible footnote said he was still searching for God when he went and asked for permission to be the, you know, burial keeper. Mm-hmm. And in my meditation, it's an audio meditation. The guy that was leading the meditation, he said, what if there's a thing that you're still questioning that in your questioning and uncertainty God actually shows up in your search mm-hmm. and then changes the way people see God mm-hmm. and also fulfills his plan on earth for their life because you went searching. Mm-hmm. Right. And the, and it just like, it shifted. Like, I don't really know what's happening in fitness right now. I don't really know if I'm aging out quote unquote, like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if these people are going to like me when I sub this class. I don't know if I'm going to have a permanent class. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that I have today mm-hmm. and I get to show up and I get to take up space and I get to teach this class and I get to use music that just lights my soul on fire mm-hmm. and then offer that to them. Yes. Right. Like they can take what they need And I even said halfway through the class, like I was given them the options and, you know, how to modify or whatnot. And I tease him because one of my seniors recently said to me, we were doing like a curtsy lunge. And she said, would it be okay instead of an actual curtsy that I just did like a nod of acknowledgement? And I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Slight bend in your knee. (laughs) Yes, a nod of acknowledgement. And so that is, that's our thing now of like, you don't have to curtsy just a nod of acknowledgement, (laughs) right? And, And I feel like anybody that's listening right now, like if, if what you've heard us talk about, if what you've heard Jacquees share feels like it's a curtsy, but your legs can't handle a curtsy or your knees can't, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't. Could you just pause? And like she offered, take away the word can't and consider what you can do. Oh, right there. Okay, drop that <laughs> mic right there because that is exactly where we all have to start when you're looking for those solutions. What can I do? Yeah. And that applies across the board. I don't care. There's no, to me, there aren't extremes. This is really, truly mindset, action, yep. what next, 
I will tell you, um, during 2020, I had one day, so I am one of those people, I'm pretty optimistic by nature, so I, I think I'm innately built that way, but I'm very emotional, I feel everything, and what, there is a day, and I'm one of those people that I cannot stay in a, a place of sadness, which is why I'm pretty, I gotta go, what's next? Okay, I got this. So, there's a day in 2020, my husband was doing all the shopping, because I have asthma, so I wasn't going anywhere, and... Then one day I said, he's at work. I was like, I am going to go bake something. You guys, I don't even cook. Just <laughs> So I went into a Walmart and understand I'm super optimistic. So I'm in this Walmart and the first aisle looks like almost the water is gone. The next aisle looked pretty sparse. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like Armageddon. This is like looking at a zombie movie. So it freaked me out. I went home and I sat on the couch and that's the, I had this heavy weight. And it was a day of what ifs. And I'm going to tell you right now, that does absolutely zero for moving, for intentions, for action, for mindset. There's nothing worse than trying to say what if, because here's what happened. Then I turn on the TV and of course, all we heard were was death and the numbers going up and this and that. There was absolutely zero positive. So sometimes we have to turn off the noise. That's one nugget. But what happened that day was I got in my head. I said, well, what if, because I was on Zoom already, so that was going great. It's like, what if technology messed up? What if my husband lost his job? What if, oh my gosh, I mean, what if, what if, what if? And it just weighed. And it showed, you know, I don't usually go there. So it was one day and the next day is like, uh-uh. Hmm. I have right now what you said. I have now. Yep. We have got to rise to the now, which means we need to rise every day. Mm -hmm. And you walk into a room and you have to sub, you know, um, you have to put your best foot forward. I have a small nugget on that. And ex I'm trying to give these real examples because this is real <laughs> when I was getting my master's degree, I had an untraditional way because I was already teaching. And so I had my student teaching because I was already teaching. Someone would come in, someone big would come in and have me do this whole unit and observe on certain days. And this guy had a PhD, educa educator, retired. And he met with my student teacher who is, she's my mentor teacher, that's what she was called. And literally he said to her, find out what she's doing wrong. Number one, that's not motivating. You never tell someone, find something they're doing wrong, ever. And so right then, boom, that went in my head. It's like, what? And that also went into my friend Jen's head. She's like, what? You don't know who she is. I mean, that's what Jen was like, ah. You don't understand because I was on my game. I love everything about education. So now this guy comes in, blank face, very intimidating. And the first thoughts, because, you know, we have those first thoughts. Those first thoughts are real, guys. That's us showing up. That's our human side. And my first thought was like, oh, my gosh, I got to get my degree. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What if this isn't lined up? Because I'm in a charter school, so we have a different set of rules from the state, kind of. Not 100%, but the way it's structured, we get there in a different way. And so I had to mix in what I do with the school to what this expectation is from this guy who's given me this whole unit to cover, which was science. And I literally, as I'm going in, I said, you know what? Stop. And this is really what happened in my mind. Just do what you do every day because I love teaching. I'm going to make sure every single learner, every single one of those kids I'm responsible for is going to rise at every level. So I said, nope, arms off. Do exactly what you do every single day. Hmm. He says, excuse me, ma'am. 
can you step out of the room with me for a second? It's like, ah, just for a second, I have kids. Literally, he said, if I was still hiring people, I, you would be the first person I hired. I still have all his notes because they were exceptional. And I was so afraid because he seemed, he was writing everything down. And I, that's when I had to say, just, Jacques, just do your thing. Be who you are. Show up for those kids like you do every single day because that is good enough. And we have got to not let other people dictate how we are supposed to feel when we know we're in our element, shine and stop worrying about what everybody is thinking because we get in our own heads and our own way when we start thinking about what other people are thinking. Cause I'm thinking, he's, you know, he is there to judge me and I'm like, you know what? You got to just go do your thing. Yeah. Kids. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget that because that was a pivotal moment. Another, I have many pivotal moments, but that was another one of be who you are, be authentic. Do, and I would have defended myself had I needed to. Hmm. And that's what you do. You say, I can justify my actions if need be sometimes, if you need to deviate, deviate from what you think is right. You have to stand your ground, be who you are, be who yeah. you are. That's just the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, oh, man, this is why I said, I wish we had two hours because it is such a it's a gift and it's refreshing for me personally, hearing someone else in the fitness industry that lives what they're, what they're talking just because in the short time that I've come to know you and I watch you and I watch your, your quick little reels of when you're out on a walk and you're like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> and I remember one day I was like, is every day the best day? And I felt like God was like, yeah, how about you just sit and ask her why every day is the best day. Um, but the way you literally show up and I love that you touched on coming into social media spaces. And if it's not healthy, like be willing to sit it down. Cause I've been taking some personal notes of my own of like, if I'm not feeling my best self after being in the company of someone reading something like, because we have, we're, we have constant access to so much that it, we can easily lose that authenticity and, and learning how to be ourselves because we're trying to emulate the people that we are quote unquote inspired by. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with like following people or subscribing to whatever, um, to motivate you. But I love that you said like, but we had boils down to this. We have to be ourselves. I think the invitation and the opportunity is for us to find out who we truly are because you said it a while back and I made a note. Um, now I can't find it on my note, but you said something about, we have to, Oh, when you talked about freedom, you, you like said it and went to the next subject, but I was like, Oh, she gets me. <laughs> and you said to that we aren't actually free because we've been living by someone else's expectations. So I love that you've circled back to it boils down to who are we being mm -hmm. and I've been like my my way of clearing my head every day is journaling after I do the the meditation and I journal through the meditations and so I think it was this morning as I was reading that scripture about you know this random guy named Joseph that and it wasn't the Joseph of Mary and Joseph it was a different Joseph and 
and it wasn't the other Joseph that we know of the story of the colorful coat. It was a random Joseph, like a random Joe, <laughs> right? That God decided to use. And so I wrote on my journal page, um, be present, be available, be persistent, be here now. And I keep hearing in my spirit, be here now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we've heard the phrase over and over. We've got stickers, coffee mugs, t-shirts, affirmations of be present. But if we don't know what present actually is, we will start assimilating into what other people's ideas of present actually looks like mm-hmm. and allowing I love that you said, stop worrying about what everyone else is thinking, because we'll assume, well, so-and-so so said present is this, and so-and-so said, this is what, well, what do you say present looks like? For you. For you in the season of life that you're in, in the stage of life that you're in, in your career set, in your desire to shift careers. I, I could keep going with that, but we've been, we've been in this space a good amount of time. And I want to give people permission and an opportunity to just sit in this for a moment. Um, I have a feeling that you're going to be back because I feel like there's more that we need to talk about. Um, as we wrap this up, I, the only thing that I wanted to ask you, and I feel like you've answered it, but I did want to ask you in this season, this current season, what is the one thing you've learned about yourself? Oh gosh, what have I learned about myself? See, I think I am just so the same with regard to, I am, I jump. I am not afraid to jump. Mm. And I think I've kind of always been in a space like that, but I think I'm even more so now. That fearless thing, I wear it like a cape every day and on purpose. Mm. So purpose-driven every single day. I have a plan. It does not always go perfectly, but I try again better the next day. And it's always going forward and moving forward and jumping and taking that chance. You will not fail. You will discover. Be curious about life. Be curious about who you are. Be curious, curious about growing and remembering that there is zero end zone. There's no end zone. Do not sell yourself short. I am 58 years old next month. Mm-hmm. And when I say that out loud, that sounds old. My husband just turned 60 and I'm, I was laughing going, how did we get here? I was a teenager when I met you in college. And I want to back up really quickly. I, ha- I want to just give you a little, I want to end on this positive thing of how fearless we are and what we really have inside of us. And I'm using my friend. Now, my friend Mary Tatum Chappelle, Dr. Mary Tatum Chappelle, but listen to this story. And this is another reason why I say we absolutely have zero excuses. We have got to wear the fearless cape. We have got to pick up. Wherever life drops us, we have to pick up. We have to go forward. So Mary, I will tell you super fast. She was our it girl in high school. She was like an only child, but not an only child because her siblings were Eons older. They felt they seemed like old men. She's a, a almost a, like only girl. She was the only girl. And so Mary was very spoiled, but yet she was beautiful and she loved everybody and she was full of life. She worked at Nordstrom. She got all of us working at Nordstrom. All right. So we all went off to college. Mary stayed at Nordstrom. Mary started her undergraduate degree and she actually 
became a buyer for Nordstrom. So she now is at the top of her game, going to New York, picking out all these high-end things. She was a buyer. That was like the life. She was in her element because she's very fashionable, very pretty. She was a Nordstrom poster child, okay? Well, 22 years ago almost, as of December of this year, she had her daughter Monet, my goddaughter, and Monet, her uh, the pregnancy or the delivery, had some opportunities with regard to Mary's oxygen got cut off. She lost her sight. So now, obviously, she can no longer work at Nordstrom. She lost her sight. She's never seen, it'll be 22 years in December, this December. And so, that is a huge tragedy. That is a huge change. Mary is a God-filled girl, and she never wants I've never once heard her say, why me? Because understand, we all are the same. So we cannot say, why did this happen to me? Because it can happen to anyone. And her attitude was not a why me. Her attitude was, what's next? Hmm. She is now a clinical psychologist. She did all of it blind. She's Dr. Mary Tatum Chappelle. Who does that blind? And that being blind has its own limitations and she does not see them as limitations. She has obstacles every single day and she says every single day, okay, what am I going to do? And we text every morning. And when you said, you're, I'm always saying, every, this is a good day. It's real. And I say, that's how Mary says, hey, what's up today? Oh my gosh, it's going to be a great day. And that fuels her. It fuels me because now we're filling each other with this happy, with this expectation that we can. This girl fell down the steps. She has now, she's in a wheelchair. She went to Europe still to go see her son get married. She has not stopped. I could go on and on about Mary because truly we have got to remember that when something blocks us, it is not over. Mm. It is not over. And there's other people Famous people there. I can't think of the lady who lost her legs and still became an Olympian. We can rise. We have to have intentions. We have to have a mindset. Yes, I can. Period. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that is a. If you if you saw our text every day, you would. It, it is a wow. Who are you, Mary? Yeah. Because life is challenging and she, you would never know it because like, oh, and her, and I'm talking, I talked to her too. So it's not just a text. Yeah. We, oh, yes, I, I can. That's what we got to say that to ourselves. Yeah. Down, get back up. Yes, I can. And line that up with some action. Yes, I can. Mean it. Own it. Live it. Period. I love it. Because one of my mentors, she says, Unless, like you could say the affirmations all day, like you just said, you could say them all day, but if you haven't put a definitive action behind it and you say that out loud, you're, it's going to just be, you know, a wish in the dark, so to speak. Right. And she, I remember her taking us through a leadership training and she, we had a whole list of I will statements that had to do with these different pillars of our leadership. And she said, there was this little quiz at the end of our training where she said, um, this is going to be a personal assessment for you to find out 
where are those excuses and where have you been just saying it and going through the motions, but you haven't actually put your feet to the pavement Mm -hmm. and allowed yourself to move like move in the direction that will get you like the reverse engineering of like, okay, if here's where I need to be, what are the steps that I need to take? Literal steps, not sit down and plan it all day. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, cause so much, yeah. it's a whole other episode, right? That is. Oh, that's a very good topic right there. Because people oh. right, it's like, okay, now what? Right. Oh. Like, did, did oh, we oh, build right. it yet? Right. <laughs> right. Wow. And listen, I have been guilty of all the all the planning and then I, and I feel like I'm in a season where God is like you don't need a new thing you need to do what I asked you to do with the thing that I had that I handed you so look on that note because before I get myself in some trouble <laughs> I'm just gonna say I am like beyond grateful I know I've already said it but I'm beyond grateful just for your willingness to be so open um, and transparent with the way you've shared your journey. And I'm serious, like, I love to bring people back that have spoken into my soul because I know that I'm not the only one that needed these reminders that were just practical, Mm -hmm. real practical things that we can do. And I'm going to drop in the show notes, like the high levels, but I don't, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to put the high levels so that you miss listening because you need to hear the whole story or you'll walk away with another checklist of like, I did the things, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, that's not, no, that's not what I'm asking you to do. Um, so before we before we close, um, I have been trying to be diligent about um, offering every episode, the closing with a scripture and a sweet friend of mine blessed me this past Christmas with a boxed gift of personalized scriptures where she plugged my name, like typed out, plugged my name into each of the verses. And it brings it to this. It doesn't, I was listening to something today that said the reason why we don't understand that God can you know, take things that felt like tragedy and use them is because we bring him down to us, Mm -hmm. to our human level. And she was like, he comes to us because he is God with us, but he doesn't come down to the human level. Because if we do that, we negate the fact that he ultimately, he's got a plan. Yes. He knows the plan and the scriptures that, you know, he knows the plan that he's got for us and it is for our good and a promising future, hope and a promising future. So the scripture that I want to offer you today is in Psalm 145, 18. And it says, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And where she plugged my name in is at the very beginning. It says, Amia, comma, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And so I ask and invite you to plug your name in there and sit with that. And then when when those lies and the negativity and the I can'ts start to rise up, you get to line that up with the truth. And she dropped a quick nugget and moved on. And she said, you're not responsible for the first thought, but you are responsible for the next one. You literally get to take that thought captive and line it up with the truth of what God says 
And literally, if you line that negative thought or the, maybe it was something someone spoke over you and you've believed it your whole life, you get to put it on trial as with God as the judge and the jury and see what he says. Yes. And I can guarantee you that if it doesn't line up with the truth, he will say not guilty and you are free. Not based on someone else's expectation, based on who he says you are. Amen to that. Period, right? <laughs> period. As my daughter would say, period, as it should be, right? Sounds good, yeah. So friends, I really do hope that this episode, you probably took notes. If you didn't go back and listen and take more notes, but what we want you to do when you do take those notes is make those notes become an action plan. If you do need additional help with putting that thing into action, you can reach out to me directly. I'm going to leave Jaquise's contact information in the show notes. You can reach out to her. This is work that both of us do. Um, and if if it's something that w- you feel like, well, I don't feel like there was really a connection. I just love what y'all were saying, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'll help you find what you're looking for. What I offer might not be what you need, um, but I will guarantee that I will help you clear out the clutter so that you can find the resources that you need. Um, I pray that this episode helped you adjust your focus. And as always, that it helps you to learn how to be well and to take care of yourselves. So until the next time we all get to sit around the coffee table and chat again, um, be free. Be free to be who you are. And like she said, stop worrying about what everybody else is thinking because they're actually not thinking about you as much as you think. (laughs) So I love y'all. You know, I'm just going to speak truth because I love you. Um, And yeah, I just pray that this was a blessing. So until next time, y'all take care. Be blessed.